All right. Hello and welcome to uh, yeah. the Shakopee Podcast. I uh, have the extraordinary Amanda McKnight here with us today from Shakopee Valley News, and she is on her final week as we're recording this uh, final week of being a reporter in Shakopee. So thanks for coming, Amanda. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's uh, funny to talk about. We were just, uh, before we started recording, we were chatting a little bit, and uh, you've been at the Valley News for quite a while, since September of 2013, and uh, what brought you... Correct. It's been a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> so what brought you to the Valley News in the first place? Um. Well, I was working at a newspaper out in North St. Paul and living on the east side of St. Paul, but I had interviewed for this job at the Shocksby Valley News, and um, I I was always really intrigued by Shakopee for some reason. I'd been through it a few times, thought the downtown was really cute, liked that it was on the river. I didn't get hired the first time I tried, um, <laughs> but about a year later, I got a call from the company, and they were looking for a reporter in Shakopee, and so I interviewed again, and that time I got it, and I was of course, thrilled because I had been bummed out when I didn't get it the first time. And so uh, we were planning to move out to the West Metro anyway, since my husband worked in Eden Prairie. And uh, it all just the first five years that I wrote for Shakopee and just moved to town a few months ago. Nice. So how has uh, how has Shakopee changed and grown and, and what kinds of things have you seen that are different in Shakopee from when you first came here? Well, it's definitely a lot different, even just in five and a half years. Um, obviously, you said it's grown, and that's apparent. I mean, I'm I'm looking out the window of my townhouse, Kappa uh, Park, and I can see the Windermere development and all these houses that just didn't even exist, I mean, even a year ago. And so there's, of course, the additional housing and then... Um, you know, City Hall moved from downtown and has that beautiful new office space over by the police department, and uh, the high schools doubled in size, and Pearson has closed, and okay. I feel like there's been just a lot of movement the last few years. Right. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of things have been uh, changing. I think that's a good way to put it, a lot of movement the last few years. What, what was the most surprising thing that you learned about Shakopee? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I guess that it's it it did surprise me at first that it's growing so quickly. Did not recognize that as a valid kind of an unsuspecting suburb, you know. And while I was drawn to it, I guess it it doesn't. It surprises me that like twenty thousand other people have been drawn to it just in the last twenty years. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how quickly it's grown. Um, but it's been awesome to watch happen because I do think that Shakopee still maintains that small-town feeling. I grew up in a town of 2,000 people and never really thought that I would find that small-town, hometown feeling again, but I found it in Shakopee, and I think that that's what draws people here. Yeah, totally agree with that. It uh, That's what drew Katie and me there in the first place as well, because it had, uh, uh, you could definitely tell that it's a, a farming rural community heritage, but is a lot of uh, availability and access to quote unquote city kinds of things. It's always been great. <laughs> I think that our Skype call must be uh, going back and forth. Are you still there? 
Yeah, I am. You cut out just at the very end there. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, I think that uh, here I'm going to hang up and I'm going to call you back and see if we can get a better because I think it must be Skype that's messing with us here. So give me just a sec. So we had a, a bit of a technical difficulty there, and I had to stop recording because I think that the Skype call got a little wonky on us. But uh, we were talking about how Shakopee has a small-town feel, and that's a lot of what attracted Katie and me to Shakopee back when we moved there in, in 2003 is the is the small-town, country, rural-type feel to it, but still having access to um, city and more urban kind of options and things like that. How big of a part do you think that that has uh, played in recent growth in Shakopee? Is that part of the reason why people are, are really attracted to the community, or what do you think? I think that's a pretty major reason why, at least for the people that I've talked to in working with the newspaper, because it's, like you said, you want to have access to all of the perks of the metro area, but, you know, a lot of people or a lot of people work up here and don't want to have to commute down to like a real small town like Faribault, <laughs> you know. And so they're attracted to the fact that they can kind of get both here. And, um, you know, sometimes that works against itself, I think, like when the Shakopee Police Department comes up with its annual crime stats every year and everybody's like, no, it's got to be much worse than that. but because they feel like it should be because it feels so small town but then when you think about it we're a city of 45,000 people right exactly yeah but I I do think I do think that is part of the draw though I mean it was for me because I've always just really loved the feeling of going downtown and feeling like you know people yeah, and you do, and your job, you get to know everybody. So that's uh, that's a beautiful piece of it. And that's the same way with me, is that I, I got to know so many people while I was mayor, and now in this new gig, that uh, it it very much is small town, and people are willing to just sit down and talk about things over a beer or over coffee. And it's it's always a beautiful thing to to have that. Yeah, I love that too. And I'm hoping that I can maintain that connection to the community because I like knowing people. And, you know, as a reporter, my personality is just kind of generally nosy makes it sound bad. <laughs> I'm like curious, I guess, <laughs> where I want to talk to people. I want to know what's going on. I want to have connections and things. And so, you know, I'm already thinking about how I can get involved more now that I won't have conflicts of interest that are as prominent, you know, working for the newspaper. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You had to uh, keep everything close to the vest. I imagine. Is that hard living in uh, a community like ours is to be, uh, to keep things separate. And now that you move to town to keep those things uh, kind of walled off, I guess. Yeah, it's actually more difficult than I thought it would be. Um, it was a lot easier when I lived in Chaska, I feel like. Um, just not that I was, like, attending anything political or anything in Chaska, but it just feels like now people know that I'm right here, and it makes me feel much more accessible and also more vulnerable um, because what I report on now directly affects me as a Shakopee resident. And so I... There have definitely been benefits to living in town and living in my coverage area, but there are drawbacks because, you know, I I really wanted to be involved 
uh, politically on the local level during the election season, and I just couldn't be. You know, I I just couldn't be. And so that's something that I'm looking forward to next year is I'm like, I can go door knocking with people and not have to worry about the reflection on the newspaper. So in your five and a half years, Amanda, that you've been in Shakopee, what are some things that you think that you've learned a lot about that people may misunderstand or should know more about? Like you talked a little bit about the police department and and crime statistics and how awesome they are in our community um, in a, in a very good positive way. But what do you think that people who live in Shakopee fundamentally kind of misunderstand from your perspective about who, who we are as a town? Uh, Well, I think that, I think people, this is true for Shakopee and pretty much anywhere else, actually. Um, but I, I don't think people can really grasp how much public servants put into what they're doing and how much stake they have in things and how much they actually do care and are trying to uh, make the best decision for Shakopee. Um, I asked a former school board member, who given was there throughout the tumultuous Rod Thompson era. But um, so, you know, there was probably more of a workload involved in that. But I asked her how much time she spent on school board stuff each week. And she said easily 20 hours, you know, and these people get paid $4,000 a year to do what they do for 20 hours a week. That's a whole part-time job. And I get that it's easy to flippantly throw out opinions online But I think what some folks are missing is that these are people that live in our community. Their kids go to school here. They care what happens here. They're not necessarily trying to sabotage us. I mean, we have Rod Thompson as an unfortunate example, you know, but Mm -hmm. I think, you know, people who are public servants and, you know, people like you, how your post the other day about how your daughter has been having kind of a tough time with you working such late nights and stuff. And I really don't think that people realize what goes into that. You know, they think that you're just in downtown St. Paul for a couple hours a day, throwing around your vote and then you're on your merry way. And that's not how it is at all. So I feel like they'd respect the decisions made by public government a lot more if they realize the amount of time and research that goes into it. Yeah, I I totally agree. And I think that, People, uh, especially when you're talking about how people just throw out opinions online, it's not that I, that um, we, like people who are in public service and working really hard to do good job as public servants, um, it's not like it just begins and ends with a city council meeting or with a school board meeting. And stuff. It goes well beyond that. And it is really, it's been fascinating to me to watch, especially over the last five years of um, how different the public values public service, I guess, is a, is a good way to say that. Um, like it was a night and day shift from when I first started as mayor to my time at the end of mayor. And there's obviously a lot of different reasons in that, but they are, it was a very different political atmosphere and not just in Shakopee, but everywhere as to like the, people trying to do a good job and the federal ugly nastiness of politics made its way down through state level to county level to, to the local level of just not trusting that your neighbor is trying to do their best possible job and uh, that they are working really hard to do 
do good work and just a fundamental, you know, disconnect there with what people are trying to do. I agree totally. And I mean, I think that it's pretty obvious that the change came during the 2016 election season. And, you know, having covered elections before that on the local level and covered elections after that, there's definitely been a shift to much more polarized, way more willing to just come out and straight up question your integrity. You know, things that are just baffling to me. I cannot tell you how many times I've been, you know, tagged on Facebook and people tell me I write fake news. They question my integrity. They question my motives. They say that I'm, you know, I've been told I'm in the pockets of the school board members. I'm in the pockets of the city council members as if these people <laughs> could afford to buy me. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, but even if they handed me, even if they said I, I'd give you a million dollars, I'd look at them and go, are you crazy? No, there's no way, you know? And so it's, I've had to defend myself and say like, listen, people, I live here. I work here. My husband works close by. My kids are in school and daycare here. I volunteer here. I am not out to present intentionally misinformation to you or intent. You know, I'm not going to intentionally misguide people. And because of things like, you know, like mainstream media, let's CNN and whatnot um, being so controversial these days, that's even trickled down to the local level. And now local journalists are being attacked. And, you know, I think that that's part of what I, well, I think, I know that's part of what I won't miss. I can't wait to no longer just randomly be called out and questioned on whether or not I'm a decent person because of something I wrote. <laughs> right. So what do you think we do about that, Amanda? Like how does, and if, as much as we can keep this answer to shock, because we can't change the federal government, we can't change uh, what's happening on larger scales, but we can change how we treat our neighbors and friends and people that we're, we're at least near to, even though we don't like people, that's okay. We can disagree on fun. So how do we, how do we change that conversation and help so that people like you who are trying to make an honest, good living and move things forward, that it doesn't all end up in that mess that is uh, nasty, divisive uh, rhetoric. I mean, not to put more on public school teachers, but I feel like there needs to be a push for media literacy, especially in like, high school, you know, because Mm -hmm. there's people who, there's so many people. There was a pointer um, study that recently says that 60% of Americans believe that journalists are paid by their sources. And I am just baffled that the majority of people believe that to be true because to me it's so night and day, you know, it's obviously not. And so, I think that just people need to be educated on that, that this is how it works. This is what a local newspaper does. This is the difference between like a place like SCN and CNN or Fox News, you know, just general media literacy. And then on top of that, I think we all just need to remember that we're only on this earth for a short time. And when you're laying on your deathbed, are you going to think about what Myrtle down the street said about the 2016 election that pissed you off? (laughs) No. You're not going to care. You're going to be happy that you had a nice relationship with Myrtle and that you were able to shovel her driveway once and make her happy. You know, like, I think that people just forget that we're all human. We all love our kids. We all love our parents. We are all capable of good things. (laughs) 
<laughs> and so for me, it's just imagining Carl Sagan's voice telling me that I'm just a tiny speck of dust in the universe. And that brings me back to just like, I can be nice to people even if I disagree with them. Exactly. Well, I love that. So that, that is a very good thing. And we're going to end because uh, we're coming up on our end time here. What do you think, Amanda, are you most excited about watching um, over the course of the next five years in, in Shackby? So if, uh, if you were just starting now, uh, in your role as uh, covering our community, what what are you most excited to watch and see where it goes over the course of the next uh, five and a half years? Uh, well, I'm excited, you know, to see how downtown um, evolves because there's clearly some movement there and those a couple of apartment complexes going up and whatnot. And I'm a real proponent of downtown. So I'm excited to just see how that grows and develops and like the kinds of things that downtown Shakopee through the chamber is doing down there. And then, um, I mean, kind of the more school into things, I can say now that this is going to uh, come out after I'm done at Shakopee Valley News. I'm a huge supporter of the academies of Shakopee and I <laughs> really can't wait to see how it all pans out because I think that it will be a good thing for the community. It's going to take a couple of years for it all to evolve to be, and of full grown. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I'm really excited. That's part of the reason that I wanted my kids in the school district here is because I want them to have the opportunity to experience the academies of Shakopee in 10 years. And nice. so um, I'm psyched about that and hopeful that I'll stay involved, you know, with the schools and kind of see for myself how that goes. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Amanda. And thank you very much for your, uh, for your five plus years of service to our community, and uh, you, you did not have an easy job whatsoever. The Shakopee Valley News, that's a, a uh, tough uh, gig to have, but I, it definitely sounds like you had fun and you, you did your very possible uh, best with it. And we all, as readers of the paper and online, understand and know that you were, were doing your best through everything. We really thank you for that work of sharing the stories of what's going on in our community. So thank you very much for that. And uh, best of luck in, uh, in your next gig. I appreciate that. And uh, good luck to you. I'll be watching. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you will. It'll be be an interesting (laughs) couple of years. That's for sure. So, all right. Thanks, Amanda. Have a great day. Yes. Thank you, Brad.